0: amen amen you guys did so good i'm so proud of you (laughs) somebody said pastor we shouldn't be putting that stuff up they know it by now i don't know about that but we tried it it worked (laughs) amen Uh, i want to share tonight continuing faith now is a must jesus stood by lazarus's grave and lazarus had been dead For four days. Lazarus had been dead for four days. Martha was expecting something. But she didn't know exactly what. Because she told Jesus, I know that even now, whatever you ask your father, he'll give it to you. But she wasn't sure what she was really looking for. And then Jesus said, where did you put him? In other words, where did you bury him? never said a word about raising Lazarus from the dead, but wanted to know where he was buried. And then they got to the place where uh, Lazarus was buried, and Jesus said, take away the stone. Now, as far as Martha was concerned, we're going too far with this now. He's been dead for days. And then Jesus made this statement to her. He said, "Did I not say to you? That's uh, John, eleven, verse forty. Did I not say to you that if you would believe, if you will believe, you will see the glory of God? If you will believe, you will see the glory of God. If you will believe, you will see the glory of God." So, what is separating us from the glory of God? Believing. Not doing. Believing. Just believing. If you will believe, did I not say to you, if you will believe, you will see the glory of God. So, the greatest thing that is hindering us, from the glory of God, being manifested in our lives, according to Jesus, is just believing. Now think about what Jesus is asking this woman to do. Jesus is here now, she's standing between a great miracle on the other side, and Jesus is telling her, "All I need from you, Martha, is to believe." If you can believe this man that's been dead for 4 days he's going to arise. This was a very important point in the ministry of Jesus. This was a huge miracle that turned everything around. That turned his enemies around really against him and turned those who were willing to believe to really solidify their faith because they said, "Look, no one can this has never been done." And all was resting on Her faith. Believing is what separates you from the glory of God. The glory of God is the manifestation in the natural of God's promise to you. That's the glory of God. We want to see the glory of God, but most people are looking for some kind of... uh, Shiny stuff and some halo. That's not the glory. The glory of God is to see the miracle of God. God's power released so you can see the manifestation of God's power right before you. And you are standing in the way if you are not willing to go all the way and believe. So believing is the key. That's why we say faith is now. And that faith must be now. It must be released upon your life right now. If you will believe that's the only thing standing between us and a very great miracle. What is it in your life today that is so difficult you cannot get through? This is so hard. Is it worse than a person who has been dead for four days? It's your problem, whatever that is. Is it worse than somebody that's been dead for four days and is decomposing? I mean, we want to feel like, well, if my, that was Jesus. He was standing there. But Jesus said, it's better if you believe and not see. It's even greater. If God's power is apt to be quickly released when you truly believe without seeing. That's what Jesus told us. That's what he told uh, Thomas. Thomas said, my Lord and my God. He said, yeah, that's good. But because you see, that's what you're believing. That's why you're believing. But it's better. So we are in a better time. We are not in disadvantage. All I have to do is believe for something that's impossible. Something that everybody will give up. But uh, Martha didn't go all the way. She just had some hope. And she was trusting God to do this miracle. And just for that, she's... Do you know how she believed? She agreed. Okay, now, roll away the stone. Whatever he's going to do, let him do it. Oh, that's all she did. That's all she did. She agreed, take this stone away now. No more question. You act on what he tells you to do. That's faith. She didn't know what Jesus was going to do. She had no idea that her brother was going to leave. But whatever Jesus wanted to do, I'll cooperate with you. I'll take it out. Many of us who want to argue with God, we want to understand it. She didn't understand fully what was going on. You don't have to understand. Just do what he asked you to do and act on his word. Simple. All he said was, roll away the stone, right? And she agreed. Okay, we'll roll it off. Whatever you want to do, go ahead and do it. She got her brother back. Amen? He got a brother back. If you believe, even if, not, if it's not perfect believing, God perfects your believing. Every time you step out a little bit, that's all you can do. He takes what you can give to Him. He perfects it. He gives you a miracle. That boy was willing to give his five loaves of bread. Do you remember Jesus took the bread, blessed it, gave it back to them. You don't have to have perfect faith. That's what happened to that man. You just have to cooperate and agree and take a little step. And he'll take you all the way. But if you are unwilling and argue against what he's telling you to do, you've lost it all completely. The blessing only comes when you are willing to believe and show you another miracle. Mary was willing to believe that without being with a man, she was going to get pregnant and give birth to her baby. But notice something. Sometimes you have to look at scriptures and see what's going on behind the scene. scenes. The Mary was not too sure, but she received it. She went away. So whatever the Lord wants to do, you remember that word? Let it be unto me according to your word. But notice what the angel did. The angel said, Now, let me tell you something. Elizabeth, you know Elizabeth, she's old, she's pregnant. That miracle was already on the way, okay? And God wanted to perfect a faith. So she says it never told her to go see Elizabeth, but told her, now no, listen. Elizabeth, she's pregnant right now. And what did Mary do? To remove all of these doubts about what was going on in her head. She went along. I'm going to go see Elizabeth to see what's going on. And as soon as Elizabeth saw her, she started prophesying. I guess her faith went up. I know I'm pregnant now. If you don't uh, really, be, if you're not excited about this, I am. I can shout right now. It's exciting. It's exciting. And and what she told her is this. What uh, Elizabeth said was in Luke 11, I mean, uh, Luke chapter 1, verse 45. He says, Blessed is she who believed. Blessed is she who believed. What does that mean? Until you believe, you are not blessed. Blessed is is she who believed. If you don't believe, you won't see the glory of God. Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment. Every time you believe, there will be a fulfillment of whatever God has spoken to you. So what I need to do is search the scriptures. When I'm having some problems, I need to search the scriptures to find out what God is saying to me. Blessed is she who believes, because there will be a fulfillment of the words that were spoken to you. That was encouraging. So we really need to believe. Now wisdom, wisdom is the ability to use knowledge for your profit. Wisdom is the ability to use knowledge for your profit. A man can have a lot of knowledge. But it will be of no value to anyone if he doesn't know how to apply the knowledge for profit. If he has no wisdom, it won't benefit anyone, including himself. Now, wisdom, thats divine wisdom, has no DNA. Wisdom comes from God. I think uh, my friend Michael tells me about some of these uh, guys with PhD. They are stupid as a, oh my God, I don't like to use that word. I don't want to use that word. But it's like, you have a PhD? You're so dumb. What's the matter with this? Because knowledge and wisdom are two different things. Wisdom is spiritual. It's in your spirit. That's what wisdom is. You can gather a lot of information and have those stored up in the brain cells, but if you don't know how to pick the information you need to put them together, it won't benefit you and it won't benefit those around you either. So you need wisdom to be able to apply knowledge for your prophet. Wisdom is spiritual. Solomon was not born with wisdom. I've said this several times. Solomon knew he wasn't born with wisdom. If God gave Solomon wisdom, notice it had nothing to do with his brain. Because if it had something to do with DNA, he would have been born with the wisdom. Wisdom. Wisdom was given to him spiritually and it manifested itself in the natural for his profit. And was with him all the days of his life. Because the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. God can actually deliver wisdom to you so you can profit and be successful in life. God can do that. God can do that even right now as we're sitting. If you need wisdom... The Bible tells us in, in uh, James chapter 1, beginning from verse uh, 5, he says, if any of you, hey, I'm speaking to a lot of people tonight, if any of you lack wisdom, you think, I don't have it, just like Solomon. I don't have it. If any of you lack wisdom, maybe you are dealing with something in your life, something that's been bothering you, you've been dealing with it and you need some help here. How do I navigate around I navigate you know around this problem? How can I get to the other side? What do I do? Every every door seems to be closed. I don't there is no progress. You can ask for wisdom and God can give that to you. But if you are asking for wisdom, the only way you will receive wisdom is by faith. You have to believe for me for it. Because it's not something you can feel or say, th- 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 now I got wisdom. Solomon, God appeared to Solomon. He received this wisdom by faith. Solomon did. He was a night. He had a dream. And God spoke to him in a dream. He could have woken up the night oh, f- what and what kind of a dream was that? And forget about it. There was no difference. If you saw Solomon before he went to sleep, he looked the same when he got up in the morning, except he just waking up. You wouldn't know that something had transpired. He was delivered to him. And then he believed that was God, and he began to manifest himself in the natural, to the point where people were coming from all over the world just to listen to him. I was doing a little testing of uh, Amy the other day (laughs) in the office area. And I I asked, uh, how many songs did, uh, because she's our worship leader, she's doing an excellent job, (laughs) she's doing a good job. And I said to Amy, how many songs did Solomon write? You know Solomon wrote songs? I mean a thousand and five songs. Solomon wrote. A thousand and five songs. I didn't know the guy could sing. And spoke three thousand proverbs. Three thousand proverbs. It's in the scriptures. You can search for it. It's there. But God gave him all of that wisdom. One night. One night. And the Bible says Jesus Christ is the same... Yesterday, today, and forever. And God doesn't discriminate. Anyone can receive wisdom from Him if you ask. Solomon asked. We tend to think that God has special individuals. Uh, What's his name? Peter said, now I know. God doesn't care. Anyone who believes in Him anywhere is acceptable with Him. Anyone can ask. And James tells us this. He tells us here, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all? Please say the word all. That's me. (laughs) That's me. He gives to all liberally. Everyone can get wisdom. We're sitting here today, we're listening to the word of God. If you think, well, I don't know about that. You are not applying faith. But if you think, wow, that's interesting, that means I can get wisdom, that's real faith. And God will deliver it to you according to his scriptures. He says he doesn't upbraid. In other words, he's not going to scold you for asking for wisdom. He wants you to ask for wisdom. He gives liberally to everyone. But he says, but let him ask in faith. Ask in faith. You have to ask in faith. You have to believe. You know, God doesn't go with how you feel or how much you beg and cry. I've realized the only way you can make God do anything is to believe. Like I said on Sunday, this is the only currency which we should do business with God. Until you give Him that, nothing happens. That's the purpose of this message. Tell yourself, I'm going to believe. I'm going to search the scriptures. I'm going to believe. And the way you believe is act on what God has said. Believe. That you are able to. God is doing something here. Believe and act on it. And God will respond. You're looking for a miracle? Believe. Find that scripture that pertains to your situation. So that when God gives you the answer... You have no doubt the answer came from God. And you can testify about what God has done in your life. That's how this thing works. And when you receive from God and you know I prayed and God has answered me because you applied faith, you testify to it and your faith goes up. And now you can trust God more. Your confidence is even greater. You can believe for more. That's what this is. There is no promotion in the school of faith without a test. There is no promotion in the school of faith without a test. God allows us to be tested. You can't go to the next stage uh, in school without a test. Now, nobody wants to study for a test. And we are usually very anxious before the test. Especially if it's called finals. But if you don't take your final test, you are not going to the next stage. And it's the same thing with God. God, listen, I need the scripture given to us. This is God's purpose. God has a purpose when he allows a test in your life. So whatever is happening to you, God allowed it for a purpose. Not to bring you down, but to take you higher. Look at what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, please, if you can give me. It's a test. You have to go through tests. And in the school of faith, you need faith to pass the test. You need to study, the Bible says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when you study the word of God concerning whatever you are going through, please understand me. You study the word of God in whatever area you are struggling and Satan is attacking you and you know it's a test. You study that area, you go on to that area, you get books on that area, you build yourself in that area so you got faith faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god as you build yourself in that area you are no longer afraid of the test because you know the test you know what the questions are going to look like and so you sit waiting for the test because promotion time has come amen promotion time has come but if you don't study for the test you won't have faith to pass the test and that's what is happening. To us. Look at what it says here. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. Hello? Common to man. What you are going through is not unique. Somebody else has been there. If you are complaining uh, to God, why did you bring this? Says, I gave it to the, same, the other guy and he passed. What's the matter with you? They passed with flying colors. You're not, you didn't study hard enough. God will not allow you, listen here, God will not allow you to be tempted above that you are able to handle. So if God allows a test, that means He trusts you to handle it. So you shouldn't complain. You can handle it. Because if you don't handle it, God will not take you to the place where He wants to take you. He has a reason for allowing that test. You have to be tested before you are promoted. If you are complaining about the test, you stay in the same grade. If you welcome the test because you are prepared, you're ready for the next grade. God is the one that's grading. And his purpose is not to fail you, he's to take you to a higher place in life, in success, in faith. That's what God's doing. So we have to recognize that. He says, God will not allow you to be tempted. That's God's purpose. God will not allow you to be tempted above that which you are able. Not one will overtake you. But the same test has come unto all. But notice what he says. God is faithful. So God is faithful. In other words, God's not going to ever allow it. Something that is going to get you down. That's not His purpose. So I shouldn't even ask God, God, why are you allowing this? This is what I hear Christians say all the time. And they ask, Pastor, why did you think God allowed this? <laughs> well, he thought you can handle it. Now I'm beginning to wonder what's going on here. That's why he allowed it. God is faithful to all of his children. He's faithful. will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able but with every temptation will also make a way of escape. You have to discover that way. Amen. <laughs> you have to discover that way. That's where you study the word. That's wisdom. You already know the word. He gives you, he, make, he provides the way, but you need wisdom by faith so that you can go that way. So God has a purpose for allowing a test. But let me let you know this, Satan also allows, God uses the enemy to test you, right? Because God doesn't test anyone, but I mean temptation, God uses the enemy. And God has one purpose and Satan has another purpose. He has another purpose for the test. God means to promote you, but Satan means, he means to demote you, bring you down. To discourage you. To make you give up. To make you question God. To make you wonder. Make you anxious, fearful, unable to sleep, worried. Because if He can get you in that place, you are already failing the test. Because you are not applying faith. You are not prepared for it. Look at what the Bible tells us. Satan's purpose for our tests. He tells us in Luke chapter 22, Jesus speaking here. He says, Simon, Simon, that's talking to Peter. Indeed, no doubt about it. Satan has asked for you. I didn't know Satan prays, right? <laughs> hey, you are on his menu, right? <laughs> He's praying about you. Or, or in his list. He wants to destroy you. He wants to eat you up. But he has to go through God. Why? Because God will only allow what you can handle. He, can, he will only allow what you, what you can handle. And so Satan can only ask and receive what God allows to come towards you. This makes a lot of sense. Amen? It makes a lot of sense. He can't just go and give you something you can't handle. God will not allow it, according to the scriptures, 1 Corinthians chapter 10. But whatever he gets permission from God to bring to you, God allowed it. God allowed it only because he knows and believes you can handle it. And after you handle the test, then you are promoted. But if you don't pass the test, then we go around another round in the wilderness. till we get back to the place. But you can handle it. God believes you can handle it. He says, Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. And what Satan is after is this. Your faith. That's the thing in you that is the greatest treasure that you have as a Christian. Your faith. Because Jesus said here, but I have prayed for you that your faith Should not fail. So, what's Satan after is your faith. He wants your faith to fail. Then he can put the light out in your life because your faith failed. That's all he's after. All of these things that we're doing, coming to church, sitting down and hearing the word, reading the word and praying. All we're doing is building up our faith so that our faith will not fail in the times of test. That's why Jude one twenty tells us, But you, beloved, building up yourself in your most holy faith, praying in the Spirit. In the Holy Spirit. You're building up your faith. Every test you go through is a test of faith. Every fight you fight is a fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. 1 Timothy 1, verse 4. Fight the good fight of faith. It's a fight of faith. So when Satan comes after you and God allows the test, it's a test of faith. In the school of faith. If you flunk the test, you stay there or you are demoted. It's a fight of faith. But Jesus said to Peter, I prayed for you. So prayer is important in sustaining your faith. What if Jesus didn't I had not prayed for Peter? We won't be talking about Peter today. So I say, You guys pray for me, I'll pray for you too, okay? <laughs> we all need it. But until your faith fails, you are not a failure. Can I say that again? Until your faith fails, you are not a failure. You cannot be classified as a failure in life until your faith in God has failed. If you lose faith and you lose hope in God, you're failed. You are a true failure. But as long as your faith is there, even if it's not perfect, you have not failed. Because God's going to come through. So it is a fight of faith with our God. And we need to stand and fight. We need to fight. When you have faith in God, no matter what the enemy throws at you, you know what to do. And God will always come through if your faith is in God. No matter what the enemy throws at you, you will always stand. In fact, the harder he fights you, the harder you go after God. When he's coming at you with all of these things that are overwhelming, you go strongly after God. Some believers will immediately go on a fast. They start praying. They start studying the scriptures. They start reading books. And you know that? know what? All of those things please God. They'll please God. Because you're doing it. And your faith will carry you over to the other side. Or move the mountain away from your face. So you can go on to the other side. When you trust God and you believe God, you can never fail. Nothing can defeat you. Because faith is the victory. And this is what Paul tells us in Romans chapter 8, verse 37 through 39. He said, yet in all of these things, no matter what test I go through, in all of these things, what? We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Through Christ. We are not going to be because we have the victory already. What is the victory? Even our faith it's number one this is this is something that no test in the world can come against and overcome our faith this is the victory that overcomes the world there's nothing that the world can throw at us if we have faith it's not going to do anything to us nothing 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 that's what paul is expressing here he's got the faith of jesus christ so no matter what this enemy comes at him with he's got victory he says we are what more not just conquerors we are more than conquerors because we have faith in jesus christ jesus conquered the world he defeated satan Satan is the world. The system of the world. Jesus defeated us and we have faith in him. So we cannot be defeated. Because the Bible says, Greater is he that is in us than he who is in the world. The world cannot take us on. We can always have victory. Because we have Jesus in our lives. And we can always trust him. Because he said in his word, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. The devil will have to go through Jesus Before he gets to me. Amen. But you have to believe that. You have to believe that. Because blessed is she who believes. Because there will be a fulfillment of those things that were told you from the Lord. You have to believe. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded. See that's a key word there. Persuasion means you have reasoned it out. A lot of Christians don't spend time to build up their faith reasoning things out. We forget what God did for us yesterday when we are dealing with a problem. Now the problem is so close to us we can't see anything else. We are forgotten. Paul says, I am persuaded. Meaning, he persuaded himself, right? He spent time putting two and two together. I'm, I have Jesus in my life. God is in my life. This is the God of Abraham. There is nothing the devil can do to me. I am persuaded. Fully persuaded. So you got to reason it out. If you're sick in the body... And Satan is coming at you just by praying or just saying words. It's not going to work. He said, well, Pastor, I've already confessed all day long. How much longer should I confess? Well, you are confessing stuff you haven't reasoned out based on the word of God. Abraham was persuaded. You know how he was persuaded? He said, I know, read uh, Romans chapter 4. He said, I know that God is able to raise him back from the dead. So I'll kill him. If he wants me to kill this boy, I'm going to kill him. But he is God. I, persuade, I know he'll raise him up even if I kill him. So because of that, his faith never wavered, he reasoned it out. So you got to search the scriptures and reason these things out. God, you were the one that told me to go. And so you must, you are going to supply. If I didn't hear from God, then I have room to worry because now I'm being tested. But it was God that started it. And the Bible says, if God starts a thing, He finishes it. So all I need to know is, is God's hand in this? And if I can discern God's hand in it, and God started it, just like Mary, pregnant, but it took nine months. Right? Nine months. But you have to be fully persuaded. I feel the bump, but there is no movement. Well, God was the one that spoke. So you stay with His word against. God cannot lie. And God gives us several words in the Scriptures. He says, "I'm, I'm God. I don't change. And if I say something, I don't go back on what I said. I got nothing to prove. I'll do what I said. So You get persuaded because you reason out the Scriptures. In other words, you reckon, right? That's the word the scripture use. You reckon. Reckon it. Well, if God did that, well, God's going to do this. If God's not a respecter of persons, well, I'm a person and I believe in God. So you reckon, you reason out until you get to the point where you are fully persuaded. And that's what Paul says here. He says, For I am persuaded. And look at what he says. Neither death. I'm not scared of death anymore. I got God in my life. was bigger than death. I'm not, I'm not concerned about death. I got Jesus. I'm, I'm, I'm I put two and two together. I, I see it now. I don't have any reason. I mean, if you are not afraid of death... What else would you be afraid of? I'm not afraid of death. Neither death. No life. Don't matter. That's what he's saying. I'm still more than a conqueror. Go back to that. Death. You mentioned death. Um, He says I'm more than a conqueror. You mentioned life. He says I'm more than a conqueror. That's the way it started. We're more than conquerors. Yet in all these things, including death, Life, angel, life to come. It don't matter. I am more than a conqueror. I'm fully persuaded. I'm persuaded. Fully persuaded. Fully persuaded. Neither death nor life, nor angel, nor principalities. A lot of people get scared about demons, 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 demons. Oh, there's a demon there, there's a demon there. He just moved that chair. Well, if the demon can move the chair, I'll show the demon how to move chair, I'll carry the chair all over the room. You think you can move that just because I know I can not see you. That's, you think you've done a great work by moving the chair. And so, so, oh, did you see that? The chair just moved by itself. I'll tell the demon, I know how to move chairs as well. I got hands, I'll move it around the room. Okay? I don't have to be worried about it. And after I'm through, I did better than you. You just moved it a little bit. I moved it all over the room. Now get out of my room. Hallelujah. Get out of my room. I got more power than you on this earth. Amen. You can move it a little bit. I can move it all over the room. I can throw it if I want to. Yes. I got more power than you. So get out of my room. Because I have the power according to the word. These signs follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. Uh, you devil, moving and stuff. I show you how to really do it in real life. Amen. No, not no life, no no death, neither death nor life, nor angel, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, no heights, no death, no any other created thing, shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. You know, your faith can subdue anything that God, that Satan brings to you. Remember the word in Genesis? When God, created, when God created Adam and Eve, have dominion over the earth. Subdue the earth. Right? Bring them under your power. Subdue the earth. And I found a scripture about subduing, that you can actually subdue through faith. Through faith, you can subdue through faith. Let me let me go. I don't know if I gave this scripture out, but uh, Hebrews chapter eleven, did I get? Was that there kind of thing? No, Hebrews chapter eleven, beginning from verse thirty-two and thirty-three. Let me tell you, if you can subdue, that's. That was God, God's original intent. To subdue the earth. Not that little problem that I'm going through. That's little. God saying, subdue the earth. And look at what the scripture says about people of faith. He says, what more shall I say? For the, for time, for the time will fail me to tell of Gideon, of Barak, of Samson, of Jephthah, also of David, of Samuel, and of the prophets, who through faith did what? Subdued kingdoms. They were taking on kingdoms. Not that little problem that I'm having. These people were using faith to subdue kingdoms. Bring kingdoms under their control. That's how powerful faith is. What that means is I am confident in what God has said. That's all it is. I believe what God has said to the point where I'm willing to act on it. That's all. That's faith. I believe God's word enough to step out from the boat. That's what it is. If you're not willing to do that, you're not really believing Faith has to have evidence. They subdued kingdoms with their faith. And the Bible is telling us in, in Hebrews 11, telling, reminding us that, hey, these were Old Testament saints. These were old, old Testament saints. They didn't have the promises that we have today. We have greater and better promises. That God is giving to us. They relied on the promises God gave them then. We have more today. We're just not willing to get out of the boat. And we walk by what we see. We walk by sight. We cannot trust God. When things go, when things go the other way, we start speaking. What's all inside of us. And we, just, we make God to be totally powerless because we will not believe. The Bible says all things are possible to him who believes. Takes you from the realm of the natural into a supernatural realm. Because God is with God. All things are possible. But all things are possible to him who believes. So if you believe, you're almost like you are in the same class with God, so to speak. Because Jesus said all things are possible to him who believes. There's nothing that's going to hinder us. So we can trust God and believe God. And subdue, not just the things that are going on in your life, but subdue kingdoms. If we we are willing to believe all of that, God wants to do these things for us. We got that faith. Are you willing to fight? Until you fight, you won't win. It takes fighting to win, okay? You got to fight. It's called the good fight of faith. We have to fight. How many willing to fight tonight? Whatever is coming at you, stand up with me today. There are discouraging things that the enemy is whispering to you about and telling you this is not going to happen. It will never happen. Your life is messed up. You, you, you messed it up. And Why should God bother with you? put all of those things aside you are his beloved amen you are his beloved and God wants to promote you he allowed those tests so that you can be promoted we thank God tonight because faith is our victory don't just speak the word please get yourself fully persuaded look at scriptures sit down that's called meditation right you put two and two together and decide well if that's the case this is what's going to happen Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego they said we're not afraid of you we have heard about this God of Abraham he, he he split the Red Sea you know that tons of water he he separated them and this your fire is no, is nothing God can pour us water now and so they said we're not concerned about what you say Throw us in, we'll be fine. That's what we have to do. Let's lift our hands up to our God tonight and tell Him, God, I believe. God, I believe. Whatever that thing that you're dealing with, tell the Lord, God, I truly believe. I believe you. I believe you. I'm not going to dishonor you by refusing to believe what you have said. I will believe. I believe you, God. I believe you. I believe you with all of my heart. I will see what I'm believing God your word cannot lie. I see all of these problems Satan has brought them so close to my before my eyes. I don't know where to go, but I'm trusting you right now. These problems are vanishing from my eyes and all I see is you. I see your face. I see your face shining upon me. There is no going back. I see your face shining upon me. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. Like Pastor Roy said, I'm going to bury the devil. Amen. I'm going to bury the devil tonight. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you for the grace of God. Thank you for the grace of God. The grace that passes knowledge. Thank you, God. Lord, we are increasing. We are growing. We are increasing. We are prospering. Because it is your will for us to prosper. It is your will for us to succeed. These problems are falling off from us because we are standing on your word, your word alone. Lord God, we declare that you are strong and mighty. Lord, we declare that you are mighty in battle. You are the Lord of hosts and you are fighting for us. We thank you, Father. Thank you, God. I rebuke every problem that's coming against God's people standing before me here tonight. By the power of the Holy Spirit, I command those problems to fall away from their lives. In the name of Jesus, I plead the blood of Jesus against them. Lord, I ask for wisdom and understanding for your people tonight, for whatever problem is coming over their lives, so that they know how to navigate around the problem and destroy the problem. Father, I thank you, because you are with us. And your word tells us, if God be for us, Who can be against us? If God be for us, who can be against us? Blessed be the name of our God.